Hello, and welcome to Lordoff, our final episode of JoJo thing. For now. Yeah. Until no, they animate stop, Stone Ocean. Stop. No, this is the final JoJo <laughs> episode of this podcast. Uh, yeah, this is the the final we've lost control of our life segment. Um, so you can enjoy the last, I don't know what's left, half hour, 40 minutes or so of us talking about this that yep. we recorded last week. And uh, that'll be great. Anyway, I don't know. I'm out of things to say. Oh, hi. I'm Tom, by the way. And I'm Beth. <laughs> and yeah, so we'll get right into it. And there you go. So, oh, uh, I wanted to give a shout out to, um, we talked about it briefly before, I think in part one of this, but uh, there's a video on YouTube by... Oceanis. I hope I'm. I don't know how to we'll say. We'll put it. a link in the description. Yeah, we we put a link in the description of part one, but I'm going to put it again here. It's called the Perfection of Giorno Giovanna, and it's like a deep dive into his like character psychology and how he's like navigating this dual nature and like how he's the most subtle character in JoJo. And like I know that doesn't seem like real if you're not like really examining like the themes and stuff here, but it is. It is so true. It is. And, um. I mean, I. He, it was like a lot of the things that he pointed out were things that I noticed, but I hadn't like synthesized into like mm -hmm. the points. I don't know. It just changes the way you look at these characters. And I, it's a really cool thing. And I just, I just think it's so funny that this like. Yeah. He's got, he's got videos on like some of the other characters too. Um, <clears throat> He's got like one on Bruno. I think he's got a Diablo one. He's got a couple Diablo yeah. ones. Yeah. Um, um, I think. I think he kind of broke down um, some of the uh, the Hitman team. Yeah. Yeah. This is not an Oceanus fan podcast, though. No. Uh, I'm just saying, like, go check that out. But also, like, the point that, that, that Jordan with his bright pink suit. Yeah. And, you know, with golden this, locks and his... His, his heart-shaped titty window. And, you know, his dramatic piano music. The <laughs> most subtle character in JoJo. Is That's hilarious. It's just, it's very That is good. so funny. Yeah, this character is, is so subtle. Yeah, he's so subtle, you guys. Yeah, any, anyone you tell that to is just like, uh, <laughs> what is supposed to be subtle about this guy? It's just oh, I mean, you could say he's the most subtle character and that tells you everything you need to know about JoJo. Yeah, really, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> so that was that. Um, oh. Did you have anything else to say about that thing? I mean, I, I feel like I feel like there's more we could dive into. Just, you know, they're all bad people, but that doesn't mean we can't empathize with them. Yeah. No, of course. Um, that's, that's part of the fun of fiction, being able to empathize with the monsters. Yeah. I... Everyone talks about Bruno being this, like, pure angel man, and I'm just kind of like, I don't know, man. Did we watch the same show? He kind of seems like a psychopath to me, but I'm into that, so... Yeah. <laughs> Not kink shaming, Beth. Don't kink shame. I'm not. I'm we not don't. We don't kink shame on this podcast. I'm not shaming. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I am gesturing in the direction of the kinks, but I'm not shaming them. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, anyway. 
Oh, God. The next bullet point is something that Beth really wanted me to mention. Uh, the idea that you can't really... you Post Jorno taking over, you wouldn't really be able to have open casket, open casket funerals <laughs> for any of the uh, uh, mob members because, like... I mean, Jorno's probably stitching dudes up all the time with, like, random shit. And so she made the point that, like, when they die, what yeah, happens like, to Yeah, like, them? if Jorno dies, like, what happens to all the body parts that he replaced? And, you know, Do yeah, those revert like, back? Or, you know, maybe it's just when the character dies, whoever. Like, you know, when, when Vinny dies, does his leg turn back into a swing set? And then, you know, if it does, then it smashes the shit out of the rest of his corpse. And, well, you can't have an open casket with that. That's just, you know, I don't really know what they do in Italy. Do they, are they in a cremation there? Do they do open caskets? I don't know. But, uh, it's, yeah. Holy shit. Sorry, sorry Vinny. You no, right, Vinny. You okay? <laughs> oh, God. Poor Vinny. You wanted to discuss really badly. This was actually the impetus for this whole recording. Thing. <laughs> okay. Who is a top and who's a bottom? Okay, let's get down to business. All right, all right. I want to go through this. Um, Giorno. Okay. What do you think, top or bottom? Uh, he feels like a switch to me. Uh, me too. Okay. Me too. But I feel like he would be a really good top. Yeah, well, I mean, he is the boss. However, however, because he is the boss, I feel like he would also prefer the bottom. Oh, just to change the pace? Yeah. Okay. I mean, like, to just, to chill out okay. at the end of the day. Anyway, Mista. Counterpoint, I don't think Mista would know how to top very well. Really? Yeah. Eh, I don't know. I, I, he seems like he has experience. Oh, maybe. Yeah. I can see him topping. I just feel like he would defer to Jordan <coughs> too much. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I'm gonna say switch. Okay. No. Hmm. Fugo. Gee, I wonder. <laughs> the only bottom he has is the one piece left of his pants. <laughs> and his stupid cut-up suit. So you're saying top? Yeah. Is this a quiz? Are you quizzing me? Is this what this <laughs> format is now? No. no. Okay, because it seems like that's what we're going. <laughs> But we are pressed for time. Okay. Mm, Narancha. Bottom. Oh, okay. Bottom as hell. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I was going to say bottom too. He doesn't want to have to make any decisions. <laughs> and now for the fun ones. Let's talk about Bruno. Or no. No. Let's talk about Abacchio first. We'll say Bruno for last. Okay. Take it away, Beth. I'm sure you've psychoanalyzed. Okay. So I'm 110% sure that Abacchio was a bottom. Like... He he just he gives me such bottom energy. He's I love Abakio so much. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. What do you think? I don't care. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just I'm really not invested in the like sexual politics of these characters. <laughs> I know you're a fanfic writer, so this, this comes up a lot for you, but I'm just like Oh yeah, that's least, a cute couple. At least, at least pretend to engage. Oh my god, fine. I don't know. He, he I guess he could. I don't know. <laughs> I feel like he just doesn't give a shit. 
He can't be a top because he doesn't have enough energy. <laughs> Shit. He's just like, yeah, whatever. You okay. tell him what to do and he'll do it. That's fair. Yeah. He's, he seems very um, obedient. Yeah. Naranch yeah. is a bratty bottom. Yes. That needs to be emphasized. <laughs> yes, definitely. See, now you got me. Yeah, see? <laughs> you suck. <laughs> oh, I think I think we all know he's a top for sure. Sure. Like... Is there any question? Uh, I mean, it, I guess not. Yeah. Since you put it like that. I, he's just, he's such a horny weirdo. Yeah. And he, he seems like kind of a control freak too. Yeah, definitely uh, a lot of big dick energy yeah. to uh, uh, lick a guy you just met on the face just to freak him out. I bet he's got a huge dick. Oh my God. I'm cutting that. <laughs> He's wonderful. Yeah. But I mean, he's just, he's so damn slutty. Yeah. 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 Yep. <laughs> did we get that out of our system? Yes, we did. Okay. Oh, shit. We forgot Trish. Top mm -hmm. or bottom, Beth? What do you think? <clears throat> I think she's switch, and I think it really depends on who she is with. That makes sense. I personally ship her with Fugo. Send your hate mail to me. Okay. <laughs> That's, yeah, I'll get right on that. Yeah. Should be a total top. Yeah, that's Fugo. Really? Yep. Okay. Well, yeah. that's. She is. did order him to take his shirt off, and he. Just yeah, did she it. did. He just did it. Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah. She's bossy. I love her. Uh, speaking of Trish. Yes. Uh, so like, just it's just kind of funny to me that you know, going back to the whole thing about like the genetics. Like the the genetic uh, uh, link or lack thereof <laughs> between Stan's abilities. Like, what if Trish's ability had been as overpowered as Diavolo's? And like, you know, oh yeah, I can rewrite time or whatever the fuck. Like, awakening that ability would have really. I mean, they're just like, oh, we win. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, that's obviously why you can't give her an ability like that. It was just, it's just funny to think about, like, <laughs> did they ever even consider that, like, oh, what if she goes even worse because she is, like, a, a super powerful and she gets all corrupt? I don't know. It's just, it's just so funny that, like, yes, the power to rewrite 10 seconds into the future. Yeah. And then the power to make things soft. <laughs> Well, I mean, okay. No, it's useful. It's just fun. It, like well, when you put it up, when you stack them up I next know, to each I know, other, it's hilarious. When you consider like a stand power is a manifestation of your soul, you know, everyone is different. Mm -hmm. Even though part five was like, oh, your his soul looks like Trish or something. They had auras. Yeah. Which I guess is a thing. Whatever. Sure. I didn't care. I'm pretty sure Bruno. I was just too busy. A... I was too busy watching my boy suffer. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he just had just enough eyesight left to see that he, Dopio had pink hair. Yeah. And he called it an aura because he didn't want to sound lame. <laughs> Jokes on you, Bruno. That's super lame. Oh. oh, poor Bruno. Anyway. Anyway. Um. So speaking of Dopio, though, we I noticed when I was re-listening, we talked around him like four times. <laughs> yeah. We're like, Dopio. Yeah, he's the actual he's the actual interesting part of Diavolo. And we never actually talked about <laughs> him at all. Yeah, this really interesting character that we're not gonna talk about <laughs> at all. We were pressed for time. We were we still kind of are, so let's yeah. briefly go into why we like him. 
He's such a fucking weirdo. (laughs) (laughs) The first time we fucking saw him and the first time he did that, I broke. Yeah. Do you remember that? We we did actually have to pause the episode because you were just like, what is happening? (laughs) You're laughing for like four minutes straight. (laughs) And he's cute. He's adorable. I love his yeah. little freckles. In kind of like a really sad, pathetic way. Yeah. And just like the level it's like of... a sweet boy. We've seen like, you know, oh, this character is crazy before in JoJo, but we've never seen the kind of like, you know, when he's like, oh, that's my phone. And it's like a fucking frog or like yeah. whatever else is around. Like he just grabs a thing and it's... You know, that girl's ice cream all the time. Oh my god, that was funny. And it's hilarious, but it's also like, yo, this dude's, <laughs> like, he Like, actually be, nuts. He should be, like, in <laughs> super therapy. Like, I don't I don't think there's actually a therapy strong enough to, to help this guy, <laughs> considering he's taking orders from the other guy inside him. It's just weird. But I, the, the idea that, like, the... That he... His personality split in a way that, like, he can use that phone thing as an excuse for his halves to talk to each other is really interesting. It is so interesting. It's just, like, a really stupid, like, obviously <clears throat> that doesn't make any real sense, but who cares? Like, it's just the way that his mind is broken. And I, I-, I love that that's, like, a rule. Like, like he can't just directly talk. It has to be on the phone. I love that Diavolo has, like, he's, he's like, um... He gives Dopio like pet names. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. He, like he seemed like really affectionate with yes, him. Yes, and I funny because he is himself. Yes, <laughs> that says everything you need to know about Diavolo. Like yeah. he loves himself. Yeah, and it, it's just God. It's so funny. Just the idea that Dopio really, like, really doesn't know that he's the boss, and, mm-hmm. and he's. And I mean, you know, I I think i mentioned this briefly before that like that's just like probably a a self-defense mechanism like no no i didn't do those things the boss did those things i'm over here i'm just i work for him i guess yeah that's i mean that's a really interesting like Mm -hmm. portrait of a character who just like he he done goofed (laughs) and he can't handle the 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 strain and i don't know dopio I mean, it's almost kind of sad because he seems like he would fit in really well with the the protagonists if he wasn't. He would. The, the worst. <laughs> I think it's really weird how, like, he has such a physical change. Yeah, it's very... Because <laughs> everyone talks about, like, oh, you look so young, you're going to be, like, 15 or whatever. Yeah, and then he's Diavolo, and it's like, oh no. Oh, he's like 40. It's a 40-year-old stripper. <laughs> like, no shade against strippers. I'm just saying, like, that <coughs> the, everything is... Yeah, I mean... The leopard print hair. The leopard print hair and the outfit. Uh, my other personality doesn't have a shirt. Like, okay, <laughs> sure. My other personality also wears lingerie. Yeah, that... What is with Passione and, you know, never mind. We don't have time to get into that. Uh, or do, do we? Do we? Okay. you take. Please take it away. It's <laughs> fine. Okay. I mean, I think we, I think we already discussed, like, the <coughs> idea of the mob being a safe place for mm-hmm. people with weird kinks, gay or otherwise, to yeah. hide out because 
you know, conservative society wouldn't allow them, but <laughs> they've all they're all just like wearing their kinks. Yeah. All of them all the time. I can I can look at a character design and be like, okay, I can kind of guess what their kink is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um so speaking of Dopio. Yes. His backstory. What the fuck? It and it we we touched on it a little bit and I I've gone back and forth on this like three times. So uh, in the ocean, as ocean, ocean, whatever. In those videos we talked about, mm-hmm. uh, the guy lays out a prediction <clears throat> case for like the backstory doesn't make sense, and it's not supposed to. The whole point is he's this like force of nature, like he's the the machinations of fate itself that the the crew is trying to overcome, and symbolically, that's cool. Like, I, I get what they're going for, but I feel like ultimately it doesn't really work because of the way that they set it up as, like, you should care about this. And then they throw all this information in your face that's like, that didn't... What? Yeah, and was... then they just move on. <laughs> like, no one brings it up. It does, they don't even, like, really give you time to sit with it either. They're no. just like, and going. And, it like, it maybe it would be different if it wasn't for the fact that, like... All that was dropped on us around the time they're like, we need to find out the boss's backstory. So yeah. We need to track him down. This is really important to find out where he's from and, you know, whatever. And then, okay, here's the boss's backstory. It doesn't make any sense and it doesn't help them at all. Nope. The only Do they even thing- actually find out his backstory? No. I don't think, like, to the best of my knowledge, to the best of my memory... Um, they basically, they get the cast of his face after Bakio dies, and they're like, oh shit, we have this face. Let's Google it. <laughs> when they Google, Google his, it. When they Google his face, Polnareff is like, hey, I see you found this guy's face. Come to me in Rome, and we'll kill him together. And it's like, so wait, so the face didn't actually help them at all. Yep. It just put them on Polnareff's radar. <clears throat> R.I.P. Abakio. It just felt, you will be missed. I feel like that was sort of a writing dead end where it was just like, now they know his face. Uh, how does that help them? Uh, <laughs> then Polnareff is there. And, you know, yeah. a lot of people are like, no, Araki doesn't forget anything. And he he's actually really good at this. And he is good at this. That's, he's His forte is character. He is really good at characters, but holy God. shit, the plots themselves are all over the place. And it, it kind of the best way possible. Yeah, but I'm into it. it. It's just like, but yeah, just I, it, it really doesn't work for me. The framing where it's just like we should care about his backstory, and then, and then, you know, they set it up kind of like, oh, look, who is his dad? Like we're supposed to care, but then not only does it not make sense, and we don't get an answer, and they move on. So it's just like, why did you fixate on that? What was it? The midi chlorians? What is happening? <laughs> Like, you know, his dad oh, was a stand arrow. I don't know. It's fucking... Jesus. It's, it's stupid. It, <laughs> I don't know. I don't want to fixate on it too much. Because, like, you know, I'm not ragging on Araki here. I just think that that's... That is a big I, weakness of the... I, I kind of think, like... I don't know. It's not important. You move on. Yeah. It's whatever. Yeah. Um. So let's move on. To... Let's move on. A different beef I have with Diavolo. Oh my god, okay. <laughs> no, it's okay. If you have another No, thing, no, no, you go ahead. We, we don't really have let's, much left. Let's bitch about Diavolo. I just, this is the last thing I want to say. And I, I mentioned it uh, in the previous recordings um, that his power is not very well explained. It doesn't really make sense. Actually, 
I got a pretty good explanation for how exactly it works. And I couldn't repeat it to you to save my life, but it's pretty straightforward. My problem with it is it's never clearly articulated in the show how it works. And so because of that, it's it's just like, again, like it just kills the tension because I don't know what I'm supposed to be afraid of. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's just like, it. I feel like the final fight with Kira was way more tense than the final fight with Diablo. Even though it was mostly just Josuke holding off until the others got there. Yeah, well, the Josuke-Kira, like, one-on-one, well, I mean, Okuyasu is there, and so is... Stray Cat. Stray Cat, and the dad, Arrow, Photo Man, and... But, like... I keep forgetting about him. Yeah, I wish I could forget about him. <laughs> but, like, that that standoff in the random person's house was really tense, and it was, like, all the character things, and, like, ah, it was so cool. And, like, everyone versus Diavolo, and it's, it, it, here's the arrow, and it's, it chooses Jorno because he's cool. And, you know, it like, story-wise, it makes sense. It's the perfect ending. It's the perfect ending for Diavolo. The yeah. whole thing, he wants to skip straight to the fucking... Yes. He wants to skip to the results and forget the mm-hmm. the, uh, the process. And that's the, the whole thing is about the process. And that's that's actually a pretty, that's an incredibly subtle message. It's really good. That's that's like the, the, the season hinging on that is really good. Mm-hmm. Like really, really good. But the fight itself was just kind of like, yeah, you know, it's fine. It was fine. You know. It was mostly a chase. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm cool with that. It, yeah. it really broke up the, like, formula of, like, oh, a big fight. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, once once Jorno got the arrow, it was over, which is fine. I, yeah, I, guess I don't some, need, like, a big dramatic face-off. Some people, I guess, complain a lot that, like, oh, well, we wanted to see the t- two stands fight each other. But, like, it's been pretty clearly established, the Requiem arrow, like, that is the end. Whoever gets yeah. it first wins, done, the end. Yeah. Forget about it. I mean, what, did you want to watch um, Gold Experience Requiem just, like, beat the shit out of Diablo until he was, like, a pile of meat? I mean, we basically already saw that with the uh, Chocolata fight. Yeah. Like, it's, we've been there, done that. We've we done that already. Yeah. it's It's been done. We're moving on. Yeah. So I was I was actually fine with the ending. Yeah. It was it was a little more emotionally charged. Yeah, yeah. Like like I said, very thematically coherent, emotionally coherent. Mm-hmm. It's just like the the physical stakes with the power sets up against each other were. It, it was just a little muddier to me, and that wasn't as as fun as like, you know, the the really clear the really clear power setup in part four. Oh, what was okay? <laughs> I don't think this was ever explained properly to me. What was with them like everyone turning into like monsters you know what i I mean yeah no 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 i know it well because it was like it it, chariot requiem his whole thing was protecting the arrow no matter what and so because that was polnareff's bondish wish in his heart or whatever when he as he got stabbed sure and the method it chose to do that was switch everyone's souls around. Okay, I don't really see how that's helpful other than to create confusion, but I, I it it did work. It bought him some time. Whatever. And then also start Cronenberging everything. <laughs> 
I think like Polnareff had some explanation, like, oh no, it appears Chariot Requiem is like super evolving everyone or something. It's just like, okay, A, if that was true, they'd all be turning into crabs. So not true. <laughs> the turtle started to like turn into a crab. A little bit. So well and he's the closest claws. he's the closest to crab yeah. the, of any of them. So he's really the most evolved. Yeah. Um <laughs> It's gonna be like a running theme with the podcast, isn't it? Is it? Crabs. Have we talked about the crabs? Before? I think we have. Oh. Yeah, carcinization, people, look it up. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Save a life. Um <sighs> My nightmares. We'll all be crabs one day, don't worry. <laughs> we'll be crabs together. <laughs> you won't be alone. We'll though. be holding claws at the yeah. bottom of the ocean. Yeah. Maybe <laughs> if we're lucky we get to turn in one of those, you know really creepy uh what are they called hike crabs the ones with the human faces on their back great yeah anyway um yeah no they it just was like another wrinkle in the chase scene where they're just like <laughs> as if this wasn't bad enough we're all turning into monsters <laughs> like why did you why <laughs> just like i don't know rocky got bored in the middle of the chase like you know what would really spice it up <laughs> yeah i haven't done you know what there wasn't nearly as much body horror in this season as there was in part four no there wasn't so he, that was him just like ah, i gotta shoehorn this in at the end <laughs> I haven't met my quota yet <laughs> i haven't made anyone throw up yet <laughs> um so there's only two pieces of thing left unless you had any other <laughs> what pieces of thing shut up it's late <laughs> this is we Technically, our time allotment is five more minutes. We're probably going to go over. We want, We were going to talk about the stand symbolism as it relates to the music that they chose, because we only really did that for um, Abakio, I think. Mm. Or we might not have even done that with Abakio. Um, yeah, no, I don't think we even touched on that with Abakio. Or anyone, for that matter. Yeah. And the other thing was the uh, Sleeping Slaves arc. Yeah, we didn't even touch on that. Which I am kind of cool on the whole thing. It's fine. I don't know. Yeah. It's fine. But you, I know you really liked it. So. I did. Uh, do you want to start there? Uh, with the Sleeping Slaves arc? Yeah. I mean, yeah, fine. Um, so I think it's, it's neat to, before the actual ending, to kind of go back to the very, very beginning before absolutely everything. Um... And 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 see what the gang was up to before Jarno just you know burst through the walls like the fucking Kool Aid Man and ruined their lives. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, oh shit! I hate to say it, but that's basically exactly what I was looking for. More guys had them hanging around. Yes, you know we see them in the restaurant. They're just chilling. They're bros being bros. Mm -hmm. Um. <laughs> Mista's talking about cannibalism, as you do during a family meal. Yeah. I don't remember <laughs> what he was saying about it, but I remember agreeing with him. <laughs> oh yeah, human meat would taste better than cat, right? No, it was something like... Um, <laughs> it, it had to do with... Oh no, what? Vegetarians? Or something. What? I don't remember. It was it was something about like eating human meat and it was really gross, but I, I love how like the rest of the gang kind of humored him. And they were like, well no, hang on hang on actually. This is really interesting. Let's talk about this guys. 
I thought that was fun. And it it, it kind of gave us a little more Oh yeah, okay. Yeah. He does he thinks human would taste gross because we eat meat. He thinks animals that eat like vegetables taste better because you you feed higher <laughs> quality produce to like pigs and cows to make them taste better. But meat I mean lion meat is gross because it, it's yeah. meat, it's meat meat instead of like vegetable meat. Yeah, no. Um He's not wrong. He's not wrong He's and just, like, uh fucking insane because it seemed <laughs> it seemed like he was bringing it up out of nowhere and everyone's like, Mista, what the fuck? <laughs> And I'm just like, no, hear, that's, hear him that's out. That's a really fun character trait. Hear him out. I, I think he's on to something here. <laughs> I love Abakio just kind of like joining in on the conversation. He's like, hmm, actually. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we got to see Bruno um, interacting with civilians more. Oh, yeah, yeah. This, which I thought was a lot of fun because we only kind of see the like after effects like oh everyone knows bruno everyone loves bruno you know yeah you don't really see him directly helping anyone no before this um or so that after was... this ever uh-huh. <laughs> fuck well okay he had like that interaction with like the old ladies but that was it oh that was just like oh yeah i'll do something about that don't worry <laughs> wasn't like actually like oh okay let's yeah. sit down and talk about your problem yeah no um i thought it was really it was fun, and he's like, oh yeah, no, we're not hitmen, you know, we're not gonna fucking kill the dude, but we'll look into it, and I thought that was really cool. Yeah, that's, um, I mean, it makes sense, because the amount of people they kill, Yeah, it's kind of a good reminder, like, oh yeah, no, that's not their job, that just came with yeah. the job of protecting Trish. Yeah. Um, Where the fuck was I going with this? You liked the interaction with the civilians? Oh yeah, no. It was cool. Um, I feel like I probably should have rewatched that arc. That's fine. I I mean, you know, the whole thing being about fighting fate and all that, and like you you can struggle against it to change it kind of, but you can't alter it completely. Yeah. And and them changing it a little bit ended up killing more people. Um, That sucks. Fate is such a bitch. Yeah, I I mean, I'm not a big fan of, you know, things are pre-written in stories kind of yes, a thing. But it is it is an interesting um, story beat, you know? It, yeah. it's, it's an interesting theme of the story. Um, we see symbolism of fate all over mm-hmm. um, Golden Wind, you know, from the opening with the chains to all that shit, mm-hmm. you know? It, um... No, I don't remember where I was going with this. Just the that fate is everywhere and it's Yeah. Fate's know. a bitch. Yeah, fate is a bitch. Um but <laughs> it's it's interesting with um Diavolo's power. He's he's kind of defying fate in a way. When you think about it. Yeah, well he's fast forwarding. Well he's he's seeing what is supposed to happen and finding ways to dodge it. Yeah. So he's been dodging fate. For a long time. And I mean... So he kind of did get kicked in the balls by fate here well, he with got Jorno. A, he got his wish. Yeah. He got to defy fate by never, never having dying. fate. Yeah. He's just stuck in a loop forever. That sucks. It's it's really good. It's it's good karma. I, 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 love, the, uh, I love the irony there. Yeah. It's just good. The Rolling Stone stand was interesting. Um... 
Yeah, the stand user seemed like kind of a tool. Why? I don't know. He was just kind of like, yeah, my rock shows people that are going to die, and you should just touch it so you die. <laughs> it's just better that way. Cause well, it's just no, like, the whole thing is, I, it's, it's a merciful death versus, you know, the violent, painful death that awaits these people. Yeah. You know, it is, it's a quick, it's an instant, painless death, and... You know, for some people, that would be preferable. Right, like in real life, sure. But like, man, I don't know. When you're talking to an anime protagonist and you're trying to offer them the easy way out, that just feels like, no, you shut up. They're going to take the hard way and they're going to like Kind of makes me like wonder how different the story would have been if Bruno had touched the Rolling Stones. Well... Uh, he never would have met Jorno. He never would have met Jorno. Jorno so, would just be scamming tourists forever. Yeah. Well, he probably would have eventually found his way into the mob, but probably maybe not in such a fortuitous position. Trish would probably be dead. Yep. Because Polpo. He, I mean, he doesn't have fucking scruples. He killed Mario. Yeah, that's true. I mean, he killed Mario automatically. He didn't, yeah. He didn't mean to kill Mario. But no. He was cool with it. He was cool with it. Um, no, Trish would probably be dead. Yeah. Diavolo would just be the evil boss forever, I guess. And drugs would rule Italy. Yay. Yeah. So, in that sense, it's good that Mista inadvertently got an Arancha in a box. <sighs> it's kind of like he like he bought Bruno extra time with their lives. Oops. Oof. I mean, technically, he did die before any of them. I mean, yeah, but he was walking. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oof. Yeah. That's messed up. Ah, it's so fucked up. Um, I don't know. I, I really like uh I like that stand. I think it's a really interesting concept. I, I really like the like automatic stands. Yeah, I, it's an interesting idea. I haven't Is there really that many? It's it was like what? Sleeping slaves, uh Shadow Guy, whatever his name is. Black Sabbath? Sure. Or sleeping slave. Wait, why is it called <laughs> sleeping slave arc? Because the shadow, the the stain is called Rolling Stone. Yeah, right? it's Rolling Stone. Is sleeping slave like one of their songs or something? No, a sleeping slave. It's. it's uh... I googled it. I couldn't find anything. I'm guessing it's just because like sleeping slave is like someone who is They're... bound by fate. Yeah, and that's you know that's cool. But yeah. so that yeah. So but Rolling Stones is the automatic stand. Black Sabbath. Uh sheer heart attack yeah have there other have there really been other um the the sword um the anubis stand oh yeah do you remember yeah 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 i don't see i think that was the first one that we encountered yeah i guess i wouldn't even thought about it being (laughs) the same category as like automatic because it yeah the automatic ones to me seem like they just kind of they have a a purpose and they just do it forever Whereas the Anubis one was like a, a, a dude, yeah, he just like I think um wanted to kill people. So I guess that was his purpose. Yeah. Oh God, there's so many more. And there was I'm a just... few in part four. Actually, now I'm thinking about it. There was a there was that thing that killed people if they you saw their back. Oh my God! Oh, what was that one called? Um, I don't remember. It was a little creep. I hated it. I hated it so much. It's a great episode, though. It was a really. <laughs> Rohan doing the thriller dance was just classic. It's just I anytime Rohan has to make a fool of himself is <laughs> so good. Uh, oh, and there's that um, bastard man. That one stand that's like, oh, if you kill the guy, the stand 
follows you onto the plane and oh notorious big yeah which like i'm sorry did anyone know that was how it was gonna work i i feel like we talked about this already I, it just, maybe like, or maybe that was on the other podcast because but... that stand works once <laughs> <laughs> so how would you even know what it did how would you have found that out I, I just like <laughs> Because the dude showed up and just stood there. He's, like, ready to die. Yeah. It was just like, oh, because I know in, in the afterlife, it's my, my stand's going to live on and come come get you. But, like... Yeah, who the fuck knows, man? Buddy, that... I That's mean... A, that would be a terrible stand to get. Like, yeah, like oh, man, my stand doesn't do shit until I fucking die. Yeah, like, <laughs> oh, what? Uh, I don't have a stand, actually. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Not me. <laughs> God, and then like especially in the mob, like you'd just be sent to die. Like that would be your mission. Go die. Jeez. Yeah, that's it. Another one of those just don't think about it. Things, yeah, I guess. But that did bother me that whole arc. I was just thinking like, what? How? What? You know, it's supposed to be oh this tense show on showdown on the plane, and I'm still thinking like, but that guy though. How? <laughs> Anyway. Anyway. Did we want to talk about the musical symbolism real quick before we uh, sign off? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, what, what, what did you want to talk about specifically? Um, well, let's see. Uh, Aerosmith, we did actually discuss. Yeah. It has no connection other than being a plane, as far as we can tell. I'm not really a big Aerosmith fan, I'm not gonna lie. So there might be connections. So there, there might be something, but I just don't care because I don't really like their music that much. Uh, Crimson King is obvious. Obvious. That's like an obvious. Obvious. And one of the lines in the song is, it like mentions a jester and fucking... Oh, rigatoni. <laughs> Shut up. It's not rigatoni. Well, it starts with an R. What's Risotto. It? Risotto. Risotto Nero. He has like a fucking jester head. It's a different kind of noodle, you dum-dum. Is it? Yeah. Um, Wait, risotto's not a noodle. Or, I'm you? sorry. No, I was wrong. <laughs> now who's the idiot? <laughs> In my defense, I am drunk. Okay. Yeah, maybe we should have led with that. <laughs> Probably. But yeah, uh, Court of the Kings is King. Like, just yeah, um, no. Just um, look up the lyrics and like, oh, look, it's the whole season. Yeah, pretty much. Um, um, let's talk about Bruno. Um, his stand, Sticky Fingers. Obviously, it is a Rolling Stones album. Um, the cover of said album was. <laughs> A dude's crotch with, like, the zipper fly. Um, and during the first printing of uh, the album, the zipper was actually functional. That's really cool. Is, which is really cool, but it did, it, it did, uh, it did damage the, um, the record, so. Oh, that's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Um, but it, it's a really good album. Uh, the first song is Brown Sugar, which is a really catchy song. Some very troubling lyrics. Yeah? <laughs> yeah. I'll take your word for it. Yep. Um, oh, yeah. Weren't you telling me that Bruno Bucciarati basically means brown sugar? I mean, basically. It's it's a it's a cookie. Okay. Bruno means brown. And Bucciarati's a cookie. A cookie. Okay. So. So, yeah. That's kind of. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's, that's cute. It's cute. I like it's that. It's cute. The song, catchy as fuck. Okay. But I'll have to listen sometime. Don't listen to the lyrics. Okay, maybe I won't listen sometime. It'll it'll ruin the experience. Um <laughs> Okay. Um Abakio's um 
Moody Blues. Um, I think we talked a little bit about briefly its purpose. We mostly touched um, on how it was a metaphor for like his past. Yeah, we didn't really touched on the music part. Um, so the Moody Blues was a band that wasn't doing great for a while. Um, and they were basically given, like, one more chance, so <laughs> think about you there. Oh, shit. That's kind of sweet. Yeah. Um, and they made an album using a lot of, um, kind of, like, electronic sounds. Okay. Like, orchestrated bits in there. It, it was a very strange sound, but it was very successful. Okay, cool. Um, so there you go. That's Moody Blues. Um, Purple Haze. I mean, that's... Jimi Hendrix. Right. You know, need I say more? Right. Um, God, what are the other ones? Gold Experience, I'll be honest, I, I got nothing. It's an album by Prince. It's an album by Prince. And there's a lot of songs on the album that I've never heard, so they might have some kind of... Listen, reference. it's a really good album. I bet. It's very strange, but it's Prince. Yeah, that's fine. A lot of music back then was really strange. Yeah. I'm into it. Uh, what else is there? What else do we have? Um, we already made fun of Narancia. Yeah. Oh, uh, Sex Pistols. I feel like that's just kind of on the face of it. I, yeah. I, I feel like there's not any, maybe there's something under the surface. Listen, I'm not really a big fan of Sex Pistols as a band. That's and I fine. know, I know everyone's going to be like, what? Yeah, but it's just not really my thing. That's fine. Yeah. I, I don't even know if I'm a fan of them, because I'm not sure if I've heard them. Really? I, I, again, to be clear to our listeners, okay. I have heard a lot of music, but I'm not, I don't know who, you know, sang what or whatever, like, I'll be like, oh, I like this song, who's it by? And people are like, oh, don't you know, this is, you know, like, the Led Zeppelin or, you know, f- fucking whatever. And I'll be like, oh, no, I didn't know that, thanks. Is there a stand named Led Zeppelin? Because there really should be. It just summons a literal literal <laughs> be stupid. I feel like there there has to be, right? I feel like there has or, to or be. Or maybe that's too obvious so they use like a Led Zeppelin song. Yeah. Here's my Stairway stand. to Heaven would be a cool stand. I stand immigrant song. Oh no. It's stupid. It's a good song. Black though. Dog. It's a good song. Um I like that. Uh Cashmere would be a cool stand name. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. I think I think we're about tapped well, out here. And I mean, you know, Trish, Spice Girl, Stan Cry is wannabe. You know, it's it's pretty obvious. Yeah, I fucking love the Spice Girls. There, it's just so funny that like <laughs> the, the musical references start to catch up with. Well, it's not modern, <laughs> but it feels like it because I'm mentally stuck in the '90s. <laughs> uh, if only. Uh... I miss the 90s. I, I do too, but I'm pretty sure it's only because... Nostalgia. We were kids. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyway. Anyway. Um, all right. Well, that... Uh, I guess this is going to do it. We went a little over our time here again. Go fucking figure. But this should be less than two hours long when it's edited <laughs> together. So Hopefully. we have that going for us. Good I don't know. Maybe. Did we have anything else we wanted to talk about? I feel like there was something. Else. Uh, let me look at the list real quick. 
Did I talk about how horny Bruno is? Because I'm always... You haven't shut up about that since we started <laughs> in the first place. So, yeah, I think, I think you may have mentioned it. My sweet horny weirdo. I love him. All right, so yeah. Jorno's hair, Jorno's theme, everyone's a sociopath, Jorno's subtle, open casket, Trisha <laughs> Stan, what the fuck's with Diavolo's backstory, I actually talk about Dopio, who's a top and who's a bottom. Uh, I wanted to whine about the final fight some more. Uh, Stan symbolism, Sleeping Slaves arc. Uh, that's it. Cool, wow. So, hey, we officially are done talking about JoJo Part 5 forever. No, we're not. Okay, well, we're done talking about it on this podcast. That's true. You can go listen to Beth talk about it. On her other podcast is this podcast to JoJo reference, where yeah. she went over the entire thing in much more detail than this. Yeah. <laughs> With people who knew a lot more about JoJo than me. Yeah. So that's so. kind of fun. I should actually listen to that sometime, but... You probably should. Right now I listen to one podcast and I'm never going to catch up because I just don't have... Time. I don't... I need headphones is what I need so I can yes. listen to it when it's not driving. Yeah. But anyway... <laughs> gosh that sure was a time <laughs> listen to us talk what a great adventure we all had together i don't know tom are you sure you don't want to do another episode of this thanks for listening guys <laughs> uh and thanks as always to snesse for letting us use the track unity from the ep digression you can find that track and more at snesse.bandcamp.com if you have any questions or comments for us uh, even not about JoJo, if you can believe it. Uh, <laughs> you can email us at deeplorepodcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter at deep underscore lore. Beth? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at QueenBethyB. I am on Twitter at PizzaDramon. Uh, any shout outs this week? Uh, yeah, actually. Um, I'm going to be hosting another uh, episode of Third Paradigm. Um, it's another podcast. Um, and they were kind enough to have me on to host a segment about children's media. So that'll be fun. Mm -hmm. Uh, give it a listen. Cool. Sorry, I was eating an orange. That's okay. Hopefully that didn't end up on the recording. <laughs> um, anyway, yeah, uh, that's it. So, uh, until next week when we'll finally get back to Avatar, like <laughs> yeah. we've been saying every day for a month. Yeah. <clears throat> <clears throat> Uh, shout into the void. <laughs> shout into the void. <laughs> <laughs>